Welcome to Wrestleholics, and welcome to the first episode of Heel Turn Talks. I'm your host, Stephen Ramon, and I'm joined with my co-host, Mr. Wanye Picante. Yeah. All right. So, purpose of this show, we got a bunch of topics. We're going to run down every week, talk about different things going on in the world of wrestling. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about SummerSlam. I know you all have already heard what everybody had to say, but I guarantee you've never heard it talked about the way we about to talk about it today. All right. So, one day. Yes, sir. What's our first topic? So, the first topic we're going to talk about is, it's going to be Logan Paul. I mean, realistically, if we look at him as a social media icon, I mean, the dude has done phenomenal things for himself, for his brother, and his brand. Mm -hmm. But when we look at him as a wrestler and realistically he is a very talented wrestler we have to give him his props uh, uh, logan paul's probably better than a good portion of the people on the main roster he's probably better than a good portion of people in professional wrestling in general he, i guess maybe it's the fandom in me See? that doesn't want to give him the full credit just yet what why not well, well, realistically, let's hold on. So what that actually is going to do, that actually brings us into our topic. So okay, our actual right. topic uh, for this first segment is going to be, is Logan Paul undercooked, well done, or is he ready? Because when we're looking at that, you know, what aspect does he, where does he fall in your opinion? All right. So if we were to be completely unbiased, we take out his contract situation because, you know, he's a, a entertainer or whatever. So, you know, he's on like a part-time contract type deal or whatever. Right. Right. If he was on a full-time contract, call my man Little Caesars. Hot and ready. Wow. Hot and ready, sir. So, I like, I like where you're going with that. But for me, I would say he would be uh, undercooked noodles. Because hey, yo, what? I do, I do. See, here's here's my thing with him. My biggest problem with my biggest problem with Logan Paul is realistically the it's it's the schedule. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad that you can do other things, but as a wrestling fan, as a true wrestling fan, when I turn on my Raw, when I turn on SmackDown, I'm looking to see you because of what you've shown me. And I don't think it's fair that what the only thing you can show me is bits and pieces. So I'll get, so the reason I'll say that he's those, he's those uncooked spaghetti noodles is because, you know, yeah, there are sometimes, matter of fact, case in point, if we look at SummerSlam, mm -hmm. if he had that match against anybody else, those were, them noodles was al dente. But, if he had that match, I would say with somebody else. Somebody first off, you said if he had the match with anybody else, it was Al Dente. Mm -hmm. But then you, what are you trying to say, sir? That was a great match. It was a great match. He I, did everything. See, I don't know if if I feel like the match under delivered, but I low key think it was probably just the crowd participation. Because watching, because we watched it together, we did, and I low key feel like the crowd was kind of dead. We we did have we did have an underwhelming crowd, but even still, for me, I just can't. You're not gonna sell me that you're him, and I'm only getting you 
at the brightest of lights. Only only when it's premium time. Okay, so first though, here's the whole thing about the whole schedule situation. Okay, I feel like we did not start talking about schedules and professional wrestling as fans until Brock Lesnar's iconic part-time reign of terror. I feel like Brock Lesnar's the person that really started bringing this part-time schedule stuff into the limelight. Because honestly, and correct me if I'm wrong, okay, I don't recall anybody. I don't recall us having a part-time champion prior to Brock Lesnar. No, no. Everybody, realistically, if you give it a comparison, um, Brock Lesnar introduced load management into the WWE the same way you have certain NBA stars who take nights off, essentially. Yeah. So, so that okay, so the schedule thing aside, which that was my disclaimer when we started this, I understand it's part-time schedule. But now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We can't hold this schedule against him. Right. And then we give him Roman Reigns. Fair enough. I have to concede because everyone will acknowledge the tribal chief. Exactly. So we can't look at that. Let's let's look in that Logan Paul in the vacuum for what he's given us thus far. Okay. The match with Ricochet. You had the Royal Rumble. You had his match that he put on with Roman Reigns, Reigns which was... What's that? Or that that was the end, that was the end of the segment. But go ahead. Man. Final thoughts. Final. This is my show. You're right. My show. You're right. <laughs> but it was the way to go. Logan Paul has given us great matches. This boy is naturally athletic. His first match to tag team doing he did with the Miz. What was it last year at WrestleMania? I was not expecting yes. Logan Paul to put on that banger of a match. He knows how to get get the crowd to hate him. Organically. Okay. You know what I mean? So. He has the tangibles. He has to look. He has the ability to get over as a heel. He has the in-ring skills. We know he has the promo skills. The guys are that on YouTube for crying out loud. Has one of the biggest YouTubes on YouTube. He's right up there with Mr. Beast territory. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I will admit I've never watched a single Logan Paul video on on YouTube though. I mean me neither, but realistically, I mean he his success and his ability to, like you said, get over as an organic heel. Give the people what they want. Give them what they want. You got to give them what they want. Come on. He gives the people what they want, and actually he gives them what they don't want. So I guess for now, we will we'll say, I'll say that he is a little Caesar is hot and ready. Okay. No, don't, don't do him like that. I won't. I won't. All right. All right. So what are we talking about next? The story? Cody Rose finishing his story? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, story yeah. that never ends. The never ending story. That's it. The never ending story as as it would pertain to see because the biggest thing we've seen with Cody is he always say, gotta finish the story. How do you finish a story that never ends? That That's what we realistically need to get to. We need to see how does Cody finish the story. So when we look at Cody Rose, we see him as a generational talent. Mm-hmm. He has wrestling pedigree mm-hmm. from his father. RIP. Um, we know he has the ability to get the crowd behind him. Mm-hmm. We know that he has all of the attributes and traits that we would realistically want a wrestler to have. But the biggest thing for me is I feel like we have to finish the story. So, 
realistically, if we're going to talk about Cody, I would like to know how do you think we finish the story? You know, if even if we're not going to finish the story, how do we get to the, the the next two big feuds that would set him up to be able to finish the story? Okay, so let's one. It was one thing you left out to got Cody where he is right now in WWE. That's his story. Cody Rose probably has one of the best altogether stories of anybody in WWE that I can think of. Prior to Cody, I would have said Drew McIntyre. But when you look at Cody, he came mm-hmm. in, generational talent, right? Mm-hmm. He got booked with, was he with Evolution? Not Evolution. Um, ah, what's the what, name of that? that wasn't it um, Legacy? Legacy. Yep. So he was with Legacy. That fell apart. Okay. Yeah. Ted DiBiase Jr. might be going to jail. That's side note, by the way. Oh, they had that scamming cats in Mississippi. Yeah, bro. It gets deep, Jake. But back to what we're talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> you got that. Then you had the dashing Cody Rose gimmick. Yes. Which I honestly didn't think that was too bad of a gimmick. I, I, like I it. thought it had potential. And then it had Stardust. And here's the crazy part. Despite the fact that the Stardust gimmick was quote-unquote trash, he actually made it work. Of course. For a hot minute, he made it work. So you had all of that, right? Then he leaves. Not only does he leave, he goes and establishes himself as a main event talent. He helps start AEW, which is a promotion that is, is doing leaps and bounds above what most people thought they would do, then he comes back. So the issue with Cody is, Cody is the right guy at the wrong time. Wow. Okay. Okay. So if we look at that, give it to me. Who is the next two feuds that we need to realistically get him ready and put him in a position to finish the story to put gold on him? See, here's the thing. With as big as Cody Rhodes is... The only title that he should have, and it's going to sound like I'm talking out the side of my neck here, the only title he should have is the undisputed title. But here's the problem with that. He hasn't earned that title. Right. Right. Because if we're going to talk about that, it's only two people that deserve that title, and that's either Seth or Jay. Absolutely. Like, like realistically speaking, we're going to have to get along in three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only Seth or Jay deserve that title. So... Until you can find a way to segue Cody into the spot that Roman Reigns is currently holding now, mm-hmm. but on the face side, he's never going to finish the story. So, it's, and realistically speaking, I think it's a minute before that happens. Now, I think traditionally they may want to get Cody the big win of WrestleMania because of all the the schematic, you know, the aesthetic of him mm-hmm. doing it at WrestleMania. I get that. WWE has four big pay-per-views. So, you got WrestleMania. Well, in order, got Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, mm-hmm. SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Right. Right? I don't think it would be... So, realistically, out of the big four now, when you really look at it and think about it, I think you got WrestleMania, which is, of course, the marquee show, and I think SummerSlam is now coming in as a close 1B. Absolutely. So I think SummerSlam is going to be like the next show where it defines legacies and career moments. So trying to get Cody to this point where he gets gold, I don't know, because you got Seth, who's doing his thing with the World Heavyweight Championship. A phenomenal job, may I add. And then you got the new angle playing out between Finn and Damian and where that plays out. Now, here's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Do I think Damian Priest will have a successful cash-in? 
Unfortunately, I think he would. Because apparently whatever they're trying to do, you can't damage him by having him cash in and lose. But see, this is the problem that WWE is putting itself in. You got so many people that deserve that belt. Mm-hmm. And I think this belt came in at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now you got Cody who is in purgatory. You saying trying to book Cody's next two feuds? Yep. Who does who does the next two people that Cody Rhodes has to feud with that will put him in a position to be be for us to realistically as wrestling fans feel that he deserves that. Okay, so you can't do Seth Rollins. No, and here's why you can't not. do Seth. He's already dusted Seth off three times in a row. Yeah. So the next time Seth and Cody face each other, Seth got to walk away with the win. Yes. yes. Especially if it's for the championship. Okay. And now you're screwed because you can't have Cody lose two championship matches. Right. So, so Seth is out of the question. Okay. So Brock Lesnar was the biggest thing that he could have feuded with. Mm-hmm. So who who who's next? You can't drop him down and put him against somebody like Gunther. No. Because that's kind of like a downgrade. It would be, and it's weird. It would be an upgrade for Guto, but a downgrade for Cody. Yeah. From a momentum standpoint. So, throw me some names on the main roster, on, on, on the wild roster. Kevin Owens. An established wrestler uh-huh. who realistically doesn't necessarily need the, doesn't necessarily need the win. But can take the L nope, nope, and still nope, nope. give the people Mm-mm. what they I'm want. I'm not gonna let you do it. I'm just skip. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Stop let you do it. Speaking as a Kevin Owens fan and book the show properly. Sir, this is me booking properly. Kevin Owens has been pushed in the pinnacle so much over the last two years, right? Kevin Owens is more than deserving of a world title shot. He is. More he's like two years past due. Matter of fact, I would dare say. I would add Kevin Owens to the names of people that deserve to beat Roman Reigns. Roman has had the most matches against Kevin during this reign as championship, as champ. And Kevin has been one of the ones that has came the closest to beating him on multiple occasions. Fair enough. Fine, fine. We'll take Kevin out. If you want to say... Austin Theory. First off, Austin Theory is on SmackDown. Second off, what in the blue blazing... Would that accomplish? It would give us it would give us good TV. It would give us good matches. And it would still You want to see Austin Theory get beat up again, don't I you? I do. That's all I want. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That that's all I want. If Austin Theory gets beat the same way that he got beat when Triple H took over and Vince McMahon retired temporarily, that Chef's kiss. Now okay? I will say this. From a title perspective, I kind of like that idea because I think I think Cody Rhodes needs the championship before he wins the world title. Yes. Or the universal title. Yeah. So with the U.S. title, I would like that. Cause, and it fits the gimmick so well when you think about it. Absolutely. The American Nightmare, the mm-hmm. U.S. championship. Yes. Okay, so we know WWE is on this thing where they're trying to make all the titles important. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're trying to make them mean something, trying to make them have, or worth something. So, if you put the U.S. strap on Cody, I like where that would go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is, how do you get it to him? Because realistically speaking, I think now will be the time to put that title on him. Okay. But you got him on Raw. So, you apparently do. they're supposed to be doing away with the draft. Right. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They are supposed to be doing away with it. So there's supposed to be no draft this year. So, I mean, realistically, what you could do. Do a trade. Not even a trade. You have, you have him, you have him pop up on SmackDown. You have him pop up on SmackDown, and realistically, you could either a do it organically. You know, you have, uh, you have Co- not Cody. Sorry, you have, um, Austin Theory. Sorry, so you have Austin Theory doing his normal traditional stuff. Taking his selfies, being back, being backstage, being obnoxious, and realistically, just kind of semi-causing them up. And then, who comes up? Cody. They have a small spat. Next thing you know, Cody has a match. Then, Austin Theory interferes. Then, it's essentially the old way of starting a feud. You interfere with my match. Now I got to give you these hands. I mean, touche, but you know the problem with that, right? What is? If you put Cody and Roman on the same roster, you know everybody's going to be thinking. That's why they split them up in the first place. That's fine. You've done, we've, WWE has done it multiple times where they have people that would, that would do the fan service and give us exactly what we quote unquote want, but they don't give it to us. All right, don't. I was I was thinking while you were talking. Okay, talk right. to me. Hey, talk to me. Spe- All right, so let me talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Cody and L.A. Knight. <clears throat> My chest. It hurt. But give it to me. I see. I think Cody and L.A. Knight would be good. Yes, yes. Because Cody, the only feud that Cody has dropped since he's been in has been the one against Roman. Right. And they've only had one match. True. So I don't really know if you can call that dropping the feud. Okay. He's dusted off Seth. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he got the decisive win over Brock. Mm-hmm. I think Cody and LA Knight would be good. So we The reason go. being is go because ahead. Cody can drop the feud to LA Knight. And here's... Don't 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 look at me like you want to smack me. All right, you know you know I'm fighting the urge. All right, we recording right now, so I'm not. But you know, don't make me. I almost said something that we get this video don't, struck don't. on YouTube. Please don't. All right, <laughs> kids, don't do this at home. All right, Cody can drop a few to L.A. Knight. Okay, and let's think about it from a time perspective. Who realistically has more years left on their career, Cody? Or L.A. Knight? Cody. Yeah. Who has a bigger window or an extended window of being in that prime and getting hot? Cody or L.A. Knight? Cody. So realistically speaking, mm-hmm. Cody can sacrifice to L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is on a limited time window. L.A. Knight is in his 40s already. Yeah. And if we don't capitalize on this heat now, then we're going to end up losing. The same, the same thing happened with Sami Zayn. The exact same thing happened with Sami Zayn. I, don't now, like I think that was about right. to sign. I really think that was about to sign. Because Sami was never meant to get that hot. He was never meant to be in that spot to begin with. Right. So I think after the WrestleMania thing, I was like, all right, we're going to let them go to WrestleMania. Then after that, you know, going to cool them down. So I think Cody and LA Knight would be good for that reason. Okay. So what we can do, if we were going to say the next two, 
we go ahead and drop him in a feud with L.A. Knight, with L.A. Knight being as white hot as he is, that's fine. He takes the L, but what that does is everybody want to see L.A. Knight. The vast majority of people want to see Cody Rhodes. So it gives the people the fan service. It gives them something different. It gives Cody, number one, it gives him a a different person, a different style of person to feud with. Exactly. The promo is going to be crazy. Oh, yes, yes. So we do get that. So I guess fair enough we can say L.A. Knight, then Austin Theory. No, let's just remove Austin Theory from the equation because see, here's the thing. Okay. He comes out with L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is hot. So now he drops a few. Now you need to put him in a few with somebody that he can win. And I'm going to say Drew McIntyre. I don't know why Stephen Ramon is a Drew McIntyre hater, but I'm going to let him live. I like Drew. I do. I love Drew. Okay. But hear me out. I'm listening. If he... Drew drops a few to Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. This can be what we use to elevate Drew to the next top heel. I don't. I was looking for my wallet, for my wallet, so you could take my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, I, disgruntled Drew McIntyre because you already got the backstory that's been there. You do, right? You do. You got the real life backstory. You got the contract negotiation thing that happened. You know, you got the losing thing that's been going on. Mm-hmm. So if he drops a feud to Cody Rhodes, that's the perfect thing we need to send Drew McIntyre on a freaking rampage and just let him be the most monster heel. Because by this time, we already know they want to turn Roman Reigns' face. So one of two things will happen. Either Roman Reigns will be a face at this point or he won't even be in the company. I.e., I, I really think that after this run, Roman is realistically probably going to retire. Because there's nothing left for him to do in the company at this point. He's done it all. He's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's it. So. Wow. Okay. So you're going to need somebody to step step in and take that spot. And I think Drew McIntyre will probably be the best person for it. Because, and then hear me out. Okay. What I say early going into this segment. Cody Rhodes has the best backstory Mm -hmm. in WWE. Right. Drew McIntyre has the second best. Hold on. Hold on. Put my seatbelt on because I think it's about to get bumpy. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. They both got released. Mm-hmm. They both did their thing on the independence. They did. They both make, came, became main event names, mm-hmm. mainstays. They both came back to the company. I think you really got a good rivalry. I think you can have a long-term rivalry between Cody and Drew. Maybe I'm just talking myself into it as I'm talking. Hey, but I'm thinking, I'm just picturing this thing. Now, could you get Austin Rock level? I don't know. Maybe, but I definitely think it'll be in the same ballpark or the arena. Realistically, yes. I I, I got to agree. I, I Heal Drew McIntyre. Face Cody? Face Cody? Yeah. That's good stuff. That's, that's good stuff. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Fine. So, <laughs> we, we got to move, sir. We got to move, all I'm right? Next segment. We got to move to the next segment because, goodness gracious. I'm going to let you come in with this one, bro, because you sound like you got a lot you need to get off your chest. Just go ahead. All right. <laughs> the next segment is Stop Playing on My Screen. All right? This is a personal, personal favorite of mine. 
better cut your promo. <sighs> so WWE, as much as I love you, I need you to stop playing on my screen because ex- that's exactly what you did. What you did with the triple threat women's championship match featuring the champion Oscar, Charlotte Flair, the bona fide Hall of Famer herself, and my personal favorite, Miss the EST, Bianca Belair. I can't believe that you did that. Realistically, you hurt my feelings. Why on God's green earth did you have to do it that way? Because we have, fine, we'll start at the top. We have Oscar, a deserving, a deserving champion, somebody who changed, changed her character, rebranded herself, hey. and gave us some great character development, great matches, and realistically, a good title run. I told you, Oscar with the face paint. Yes. Sign me up. Yeah, absolutely. Even with the blue stuff. I go one on one. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Only you. Only you. <laughs> so then we add Charlotte Flair to the mix. What was that for? Was that just to give us the pop? Was that just to have it's her in the Charlotte mix? Flair? I'm fine with you having her, but she did nothing. She didn't add anything to it. She didn't give us anything. And then my biggest issue is what you did with Bianca Belair. You know for 100% fact, all the wrestling fans are waiting for her to go heel. You dropped the seeds. You teased us with it on SmackDown. But this is why. Now, everything you just said, I'm not going to dispute none of it, okay? Like, okay. I, I'm not. Everything you said was spot on. Um, but this is the perfect thing that's going to elevate the Bianca Belair heel turn. You trying to figure out, you trying to put the pieces to the puzzle? Sir, sir, I, I have a puzzle, a picture, and the box. All right. And I'm waiting. Please, please put this in perspective for me because I... Okay, so sell me the bill of goods. Let's go back to Night of Champions. Okay, she got screwed out the title. She did. Okay, so then fast forward, she wanted the rematch. Mm-hmm. Pierce said you get you're next in line. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair shows up. Mm-hmm. She gets screwed out of her rematch. Yeah. Okay, so that was that to you. Uh, then we had the triple threat match. Yep. Right. This is this is what we evolved to. Correct. Right. Okay. So she finally gets her rematch, except, no, she did get a rematch with Asuka, I think, before the triple threat. Did she? I think that it either, I think it ended in a disqualification because Charlotte was there. That's what happened, exactly. So she got that one, and then got screwed Again. again. Okay, so now this is three times in a row. Then the triple threat match. Okay. Right? Now, first off, I told you going into it that the EO was going to cash in. I, I did I not tell you that you told was me. EO cashing in on Rhea ever a possibility? No, she would get washed like laundry. Okay, yes. she would have got washed like hands during COVID. Yes. All right. The only th- the only way that EO cashing in on Rhea would have been a possibility is if she would have pulled a Seth Rollins. 
like cashed in in the middle of a match, made it a triple threat, and then left out with the title. Yeah, and even 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 to to further your point with the with the love and with what WWE is doing with the Judgment Day, you're not gonna take the belt off Rhea. I mean, well, the video I just dropped prior to this joint, we need to do some because I feel like we were wasting Rhea Ripley. We are. But either which way it goes. Shameless plug. Please uh, go watch the other video. Facts. But EO dropped. That, that was not even in the realm of discussion. Okay. So insert her here. All right. She had already. She pretty much made it. Cl- First off, I low-key. Now that I'm thinking about it, I low-key feel like. Like. I kind of feel like it was a whole move. Elaborate, sir. Talk to me. We saw EO and Rhea cross paths once. Yeah. Rhea told her, you better not think about cashing in on me. Do we ever see EO and Rhea cross paths again? No. So we got a scary world champion. That's that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, she's got about um as many title defenses on on TV, okay? As um, I believe I have credit cards. No, I want to talk about Rhea. I'm talking about EO. Oh, wait. Okay. Rhea told EO, like, you've been not even thinking about cashing in on me. Okay. We never saw EO cross paths with Rhea again. Every time we saw EO after that, she always had, um, she was Bayley always on SmackDown. Yeah. And it was always after the, the women's championship, not yeah. the women's world title. So that's, that's first and foremost. So I knew the cash in was coming, and she, but she was never by herself either. I, I mean, duh, this damage control. First, I really don't know why we're still trying with damage control. Okay, I think the only thing that we need to do with damage control is control alt delete. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. I do feel like it is, like it's they they. I feel like it started good, like it had good intentions, like it was gonna yeah. go somewhere, and then it I just think went we've al- flat. we've already it. We've already peaked with it. Yeah, like, I. this is what happened with damage control. Bailey lost too much. So what you're saying Bailey is... Bailey lost too much. She lost every single match that she challenged Bianca against. She did. And then you had the whole tag team title fiasco where they won the titles, then they dropped the titles, then they won them back, then they lost them again with EO and Dakota. Yeah. And then Dakota ended up getting hurt. Yeah. But that was way after the fact that damage control was already at the end pretty much. So I guess so I guess this is on WWE. This was a this was a poor booking. In classic fashion, yes. Way to go, WWE. I think the only reason Thank why I'm still a WWE doing. fan, honestly, is just because of, like, it brings me back to get memories of my childhood because I watched it as a kid. But that booking is just... Fair enough. So, the... Like, sometimes I get hope. Yeah. Like, keep hope alive. We do. But, but let's get back to this thing real quick and wrap it up. Fair enough, fair enough. So, the, the reason that I want WWE to stop playing on my screen is because you're doing... You're not fully you're not fully giving the stars who we believe in, who we push for, 
the adequate attention, and then you give us EO Sky. Who it, who can wrestle? Fine, fair enough. But you're never gonna sell me that she's a champion. I'm being, sorry. Being real, EO shouldn't have never won the money in the bank. Negative. It should have been Selena. Absolutely. Absolutely. After the work she did. Selena should have been the money in the bank. They got money in the bank all wrong this year. They did. Really? Damian Priest should have never won. Sir, you and I both know. Okay. The whole crowd. The only reason why he won is because Triple H and Fence can. Mm, I got to watch myself when I'm talking. Because Triple H and Fence can figure out who they wanted. Because Fence wanted Logan Paul. Triple H wanted um, L.A. Knight. So I almost thought we was going to get them to in a few, mm-hmm. which would have been great. Oh, yeah. But then we just pivot away from that. So now you put Damian Priest in, and you got him in a sucky position. Yeah. So same thing happened with the money in the bank with EO. Yeah. So pretty much. She was in a lose-lose situation to begin with. Yeah, because realistically, if you look at if you look at EO and you look at Damian, neither one of them have done anything Remotely close in the last, no. I would say, year and a half that would make you believe that they're championship material. Because go back to WrestleMania this year. Okay. Everybody on Judgment Day was featured except Damian Priest. Yes. Dominic versus Ray. Rio won the championship. You had Finn Beller. Who was Finn beefing with? Because he had a match. Edge. Yeah. Damian was left off. So when we came back to Backlash, that was supposed to be Damian's thing right there. Now, granted, he had a good match with Bad Bunny, okay? But it was like, oh, shoot. Hey, we forgot about this dude. Hey, Damien, we're going to Puerto Rico. We're going to sing it to your hometown, but we're going to let you lose so what to you, a singer. So what you're saying is he da- lost to Puerto Rican Drake. Damien Priest got left off of Bad and Bougie? <laughs> <laughs> so now, hey, hey. Hey, they coming back like, yeah, don't even worry about it, Damien. We got you. We make you lose in your backyard to Bruh. somebody who wrestled two matches. I'm just saying, come on, man. Come on. Call a spade a spade. Call it fair. This right here is, this is an IOU to Damien Priest. Damien Priest, please enjoy this. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. But when you, when you really look at it, absolutely. So having EO cash in, that what were they gonna do? Because I WWE like they don't know how to be patient. What were you gonna have to just wait? I, I, realistically speaking, I don't think it would have been a bad idea to have her wait. But the problem with having her wait was. WWE knew full and daggone well the longer you have EO wait, the less likely fans are going to be able to get behind her and support her. I think the biggest push that most people want to see with EO is probably EO versus Oscar. Yes. That that could have we could have we could have had that and that would have given us a I guess a better a better feeling about all of it. So now granted in the short term, I understand what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. About the whole plan on your screen. I get what you're saying in the short term. Here is where I'm going to be highly upset 
if we did all of this, it's two things that need to come out of this for me to be okay with this decision. Talk to me. The first one is we need to see EO and Oscar in a feud. Mm-hmm. The second one is we need a full-blown heel Bianca. If those two things don't happen, and I need both of them to happen, mm-hmm. if those two things don't happen, we're wasting time. Absolutely. Now, initially, when I told you about this coming up to SummerSlam, I told you that EO was going to cash in, mm-hmm. and this should set us up with Oscar versus EO for a feud for a time being. And because I kind of felt like we was dropping hints with it on SmackDown, yeah, with Charlotte and Bianca teaming up to go after the Women's Tag Team Championships. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm still okay with Charlotte and Bianca teaming up going after those Women's Tag Team Championships, I think that they will probably be the most prestigious wrestlers that have had those championships since their in their origin since Sasha and Bailey. Wow. Okay. So again, what we do, if we if we get that, and keep in mind, um, what's her girl name? Sonya Deville. She hurt. She got an ACL tear. She's gone for a little bit. So they're gonna have to drop. They're gonna have to fake. They're gonna the have to drop in. the belt. So which means WWE is gonna give us another tournament. Yep. That realistically, I'm sorry. There's not a tag. There's not a women's tag team that, on paper or in the ring, you're gonna sell me that's better. Than the team of be of Bianca of, and of Charlotte. a heel Bianca and heel Charlotte and heel Charlotte, the promos done deal, the matches done deal, yeah, they dusting everybody, everybody. They're almost gonna have to. And Charlotte needs this to be a Grand Slam champion. Yes, yes, because I don't think she's ever held the women's tag team championships. Mm-mm. I like she it. needs it, and Bianca needs it to be Grand Slam champions. Wow, yeah. Because Bianca has held NXT. She's held the Raw Women's Championship. Yes. She's held the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah. This will make her a Grand Slam champion. WFD, please book it. Don't play on my screen no more. Don't do it. So if we can get those three things out of this decision, then I'm mm-hmm. good. If not, then yeah, we just definitely wasting time. Fair enough. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. No rebuttal there. So now we have to... We, we have to get to the man, the ring general. Are we having crockpot Gunther? I need you to break down what you mean by crockpot Gunther, sir. So when I said when we have, are we having crockpot Gunther? Are we, we have Gunther mm-hmm. previously named Walter. We did the name change. We brought up Imperium. So what we have right now, we have them in a crock pot. And the same thing you do with a crock pot meal, you keep it warm and you serve it to everybody that's hungry. And I feel like that's what we're doing. Why do you feel like that? Because realistically, as great of a wrestler as Gunther is, all of the banger matches we've had, it's going nowhere. We're getting the same meal time and time again. Think about it now. If you make if you make beef stew in the crock pot, right? Mm-hmm. How how many days can you eat off that? What what rules are we going by? The traditional rules. Because I'm a food service professional, so you know typically you okay. got like a typically it's a two reheat shelf life. Exactly. 
in okay. So, but if you poor, <laughs> no, 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 no. Stay you just do it it's gone. Stay in your element. So, fair enough. Fine. We'll look at both for the okay. first one from your food service expertise. You said two reheats, and then you're supposed to get rid of it, mm-hmm. right? What has Gunther done every time we put him up against? When we started out, we put him up against Ray. What did he do? First of all, that was a classic match. It was. But what did he do? He delivered. Yeah. After that, who did we put him up against? Might as well call him Gunther Amazon Prime because he's going to deliver. Yeah. Every, t- every time we've put him up against somebody, he's delivered, but it's done nothing to further his career. Yes, he's, he's on his way to realistically being the greatest intercontinental champion. One of the longest reigning because WWE is trying to update all their record books. Fine. I'm cool with that. But it's not done anything to make him any better because he's doing the same thing. Nine times out of ten, we get he's nine times out of ten. The way it works is he either sees somebody in the back Mm -hmm. or there's a dust up or he feels somebody is either against him or something against Imperium. And then we get insert Gunther. Great match. Wash, rinse, repeat. You know, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, not only is this not doing anything for Gunther, but it's not elevating anybody that he's beefing with. No. So, I'm about to say something. Go ahead. You know who Gunther is? Who's Gunther? A mid-card Roman Reigns. Is this thing on? Is this thing on me? Is this thing on me? That's genius. Wow. And no, okay. Okay. What's the difference in that? The only difference in that booking is one thing. Gunther wins most of his matches. No, I think he's won all of his matches. Gunther's won all of his matches one-on-one. Like yeah. no cheating involved. Yeah. But other than that, he's being booked exactly like Roman Reigns, except with more dates. Yeah. And on top of that, now that you said it, majority of the time when he comes out, they hit the music. Imperium comes out with him. Imperium is like... Once he takes the jacket off, they're gone unless it's a... Unless it's like a regular show. If it's a regular show, yeah. they'll come down with him. Or they're trying to further our angle with somebody else. Exactly. Like, like right now, we're getting ready to see the Alpha Academy. Right. Yo, mm-hmm. so remember, we did we fantasy book this? Watch the SummerSlam? We did. We did. You know, not... Go so, ahead. Talk talk to the people, sir. So we're getting Gunther mm-hmm. versus Chad Gable, mm-hmm. the Olympian. All right? It's a three-on-two situation right now. So I'm going to go ahead and need – I'm going to need Otis to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Not in real life, okay? Not in real life. No, 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 no. We want Otis Storyline. Storyline. That's right. Storyline. All right? vacation. I'm going to need him to get hurt. I'm going to need him and Maxine Dupree to get married or something. I need Otis gone for a little bit. Otis needs to go down and hang out with the Creed brothers. No. The Creed brothers need to come up. Okay? And this is why I need Otis gone. I need Otis gone. I need this feud with Gunther and Chad to continue on and drag out for a little bit. Long enough to where after Chad keeps getting jumped, Mm -hmm. that he finds two new recruits to the Alpha Academy and insert Creed brothers. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Because the did. Creed brothers have 
every single thing except they cannot talk, Chad Gable can talk. Yes. He will get he will be he will be the mouthpiece that they need. Can you imagine the tag team title match between the Korean brothers and Imperium? That's gonna be a match. That that's gonna be the match of the night every time you book that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So get back to Gunther. Get get, get I'm back sorry, to, I was get just, back to Gunther. We, I know. I know. I, I, saw, I, the know match you was head. I saw the match I in know. the head. I know. I know. I get it. Yeah, so we're literally booking Gunther the same way as Roman Reigns, except in the mid card. Cause when you really look at it, other than holding on to the title for an extremely long time. What is Roman Reigns really doing? Like, how was this title on really? His career has went as far as it's going to go. I think the only thing that's left for him to do is surpass, is get as close as he can to Bruno San Martino's record as world champion. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there's nothing else left for him to achieve. So when Gunther, he's currently on the track to surpass the Honky Tonk Man. Okay. Which I think happens in little less than a month. So realistically, right, it's right around. He's getting close. So what? Payback. He keeps it, and then I think yes, the somewhere n- shortly after payback, he should have eclipsed Honky Tonk Man's record. Okay. So now the thing is, who do we got lined up to beat him? And it can't be anybody that he's already beaten because except for one person. Talk to me, Seamus. Who need? Because that's the last belt that he needs. Yep. WWE, you got one job. Make this happen, please. Sheamus and Gunther gave us a great match. They okay. did. Imperium and the Brawling Bruce gave us a wonderful match. Absolutely. That Absolutely. Dunny, what was it? Dunny Book Brawl? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. this, this is Sheamus's. Swan song go home story. Not not that he's going to retire or anything, but I'm just saying. So pretty much then what we do what we do with Seamus from then what we do with Seamus from there is we either send him down a developmental road for the Brawling Brutes or What do you mean developmental road? Huh? What he developing? He already developed. I know, but he becomes he fully becomes the manager of the Brawling Brutes. I, okay, let you me mean back. like reduce him, like actually wrestling in ring. Yeah, yeah. We realistically we put him on a higher. Are you talking about load management, sir? Yes. Do yeah. you want to load manage Sheamus? Yeah. So that way, the same way they do Sting in AEW. You know, daggone well Sheamus ain't going for that, bro. You can make he can wrestle more than four times a year, but it makes it more impactful. When Sheamus actually gets into the actual brawl. But see, here's the problem. I don't trust WWE to do that successfully. Because if you do that, then that means every time you put him in a match, it's got to be extremely meaningful. It just can't be like, hey, I wake up. I don't like you. Let's fight. Yeah, true. So, well, essentially, we need WWE to do their job and give us good storytelling. And keep in mind, we still don't know because the deal with Endeavor is set to close, I think, around about the mid to end of September. Mm-hmm. So stuff is going to change once that deal closes. So we don't oh, know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And Vince McMahon might be leaving. You know, he just had a really serious spinal surgery. And the feds just serving him a search warrant. I hope that everything goes well for him. 
But I would love nothing more than for him to fully retire from WWE and give it back to Triple H so we can enjoy wrestling again. Fair enough. Fair enough. This one be heel turn talk if I ain't say some real hillish. Well, speak your truth, sir. I hope the fence is good health wise. But other than that, I need him to get indicted. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Here's why I say that. Sorry, who hurt you? He did. He did. He's hurt me for years. Okay? You know, he, Vince hurt me mm-hmm. when we passed on Undertaker and Sting. He did. He did. That's free. when he hurt me. Get free, sir. All right? Mm-hmm. I need Vince to get indicted. I don't say, I, he don't got to go to jail, but I just, the only reason why I need him to get indicted is because Endeavor is a publicly traded company. If Vince McMahon gets in serious amount of legal trouble, even if it's just serious legal allegations, mm-hmm. okay, because the stuff he was looking at before was just on the civil side. Right. Civil right. and criminal are two different things yeah. in the corporate world. So if Vince gets in some, like, just some type of indictment, he will be forced to leave Endeavor. He yeah. will be forced to leave WWE because they're gonna they're gonna protect the brand. Exactly. Fair enough. So like now it. this puts Triple H should put Triple H as the senior man in charge of creative. I like it. Okay. So when we go to our next segment, the never-ending feud, and of course, yes, we're talking about the match that we've seen more times. Then I think fingers I have on one hand. Seth freaking Rollins and Finn Balor. I guess the question I just want to know. I, I need you to break it down for me. When is it going to end? At this point, watching Seth Rollins and Finn Balor is like going to the same strip club every night. You see the same thing. Nothing changes. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Um... If I was to describe it, I would describe it as being married to a woman that can't cook and she can only make chicken Alfredo. You getting the same meal over and over. Can she at least make a over? trash show? No. Mm-mm. What are we talking about like we talking about like the like the tasty bird bag? Like the birds I bag? <laughs> Not the frozen bag. The skillet. frozen bag, yes. That that's the equivalent of it, man. That is the equivalent of it. God. There's nothing, realistically, there's nothing new that they can do in their match that really can get us into it anymore. I, I think we're finally done with it, though. I hope so. I think we're done. We should be done. <sighs> it should be nothing left. It, it, it can't be. We've, WWE, you have squeezed all of the juice out of that lemon. That is Seth freaking Rollins and Finn Balor. So please, if you would, do us the biggest of favors. Please don't put them in the ring against each other. Let's just keep it a, a book. Let's match. just keep it a book. Talk to me. The main reason is because Finn Beller has never been main event material. I don't care what you say. Hold on, hold on, hold on. NXT? Yeah, sure, fine. Talk. Main roster? Heck no. So what? <sighs> but see, here's the thing, though. And I, I'm a I'm a Finn fan, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're blinded by the light. So you're not you're not you're not giving Finn no 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 shine no credit. I'm not saying that Finn is a bad talent because he's he's good. 
Okay. And Wayne. Okay. Okay. The demon gimmick is probably was the best aspect of Finn Balor. Yes. All right. Upper mid card, absolutely. Mid card, absolutely. Main event, heck no. Who buying tickets to see Finn Balor in the main event? Give me a program right now that you think Finn Balor will, will excel in the main event. Impact? I said give me a feud, not a brand. Oh, uh, I see. Finn and a feud. Finn versus Cody? That boy getting washed like cars at a fundraiser. Shh. I'm talking about just taking donations, okay? <laughs> Light work. Finn versus Brock. You know what? We're not going to put him through that. He's got a family, okay? We're not going to put him through that level of abuse. Finn versus Drew? Sir, why would you stamp Finn Balor's passport to Claymore Country? Okay. So so I'm just saying, like, these are some of the top guys that's on Raw right now. Okay. In the main offense. Finn versus Kevin Owens? I think that would probably be decent, but again, that's kind of up a mid card. Yeah. Because that's what Kevin Owens is hovering around right now. Right, right. Finn and Sammy, again, up a mid card. Entertaining, but it's up a mid card, not main event status. Yeah. I can understand Finn being disgruntled about seven years ago. Okay. But the only reason why he was main event material seven years ago was because of the hype he had coming out of NXT. Yeah, and today's roster? Yeah. No. No. Because really, I feel like Edge wasted half his return on Finn. He did. And even taking it a step further, when you realistically look at it, the best part about Finn is his theme music and his B gimmick, the demon. And even that got damaged when WWE decided to have him lose to Roman Reigns. Yeah. Which I really do not know why. That was probably one of the dumbest things they did. Yeah. Because you you damage you damage his credibility. You, exactly. You damage the best aspect of him. Wow. We we're gonna have we gotta do a full segment on Finn later. Alright. Let's so now. Let's go ahead and get to the main event. It's time. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is time. It is time for the main event. So when we look at the main event, Tribal Combat, Mm -hmm. the the segment of, of the night. Wasn't that match supposed to be no interference? I believe it was. How do you have an anything goes match with no interference? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. I didn't think about that. Okay. So we've got tribal combat, which is supposed to be, like you said, one-on-one, no outside interference. But everybody interfered. Well, not everybody, but. I mean, the only person that didn't was Paul Heyman. So. I'm going to go ahead on to say it. Maybe it's my casual, casual wrestling standpoint. Maybe I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid. But Jay should have won. Jay should have won. Jay should have won. I'm not disputing that fact. Because when we look at it, 
we have all the elements. We have all the storytelling. We have the 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 hotness that he has. The fans believe in him. He's put on multiple matches. One of the wrestlers that's put on more matches than anybody else in the last, I think it was, what, the last five years? Yeah, when you talk about live events, too. Yes. Yeah. He's put in the work. He's put in the character development. He's he's given us everything that we want. Not to mention he's maintained his ability to be over. Absolutely. Which is incredibly hard. Especially for the amount of time he's done it. Yes. Yeah. You're talking night in, night out, city in, city in, city out, sorry. State in, state out, country out, country in. Main event Jay Uso was supposed to be. That that was supposed to be the crowning achievement. That was supposed to be the time. We can still do it. I know, but I'm 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 not happy about what they did. So I'm gonna ask you to do something. All right. I need you to change my mind. Why shouldn't Jay have won? Now? Mm-hmm. This is just me going off the fly. Okay. I don't think it was enough chapters in the story of him winning. Now, granted, did this thing come full circle? It did. Mm-hmm. But the only adversary that Jay Uso has had has been Roman. He has had no other adversity to fight through. But so, when you have what happened with his brother Jimmy, mm-hmm. You're an anime fan. Mm-hmm. This is not constituted something that's going to add to his adversity arc. Because now you got to deal with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Now you got to deal with Solo. Then you got to work your way to Roman again. So what you're saying is him losing is more character development so that his story, so that he, okay, going with the anime route, the main character. Mm-hmm. Meets the final boss early in the early in the game, mm-hmm. and he has to. Even if he has the raw potential, even if he has the power of the pen to make him believable, credible, he still has to go through adversity and build up his resume. You would say, and gain new abilities and new uh, new nuances about him. To make him more believable? Roughly. Okay. Because I don't know if you notice or not, but do you know who Roman Reigns' first pinfall loss in the WWE was to? Jay. Jay Uso. Yeah. Not a money in the bank. No, 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 no. I'm talking about way, yeah. Yeah. Way back when he was still with the Shield. Yes. Tag team match. Jay Uso was the first person to pin Roman Reigns to beat him. Yes. So you've already got the history in the backdrop there. You know what I mean? So, okay. you, of course, you can play into that. But since then, both characters have developed so much. Yeah. They've grown. The promo pack is going to be fire, though. When it happened, promo pack is going to be fire. Oh, man. That's going to be dope. That's going to be like attitude era promo packages. Absolutely, sir. They made whole music videos, too. Right. <laughs> like, man, I don't know what this song is, but yo, it's hard. Like that's that's half of the reason why I got into half of the music I listened to now was because of the promo packages back then. Okay, so what else? 
What else? Okay, so talk to me from, I get the character side of it, but what about the future, the future of the belt and then the future of the company? What does... With Jay holding it? With Jay holding it, it takes us into uncharted territory, I feel like. And even though I feel like he should, I definitely feel like he should have won I just don't know what it does. I think we for I, us. I think we need to put the cart before the horse because we're talking about whether or not he should have won, but we're not addressing the reason why he lost. Okay, elaborate. He lost because of who? His, well, his twin brother. Both brothers. If you really want to run it down, I both mean, but we already we we already know the thing with Solo. Like whatever. I think we're working towards a Solo versus Roman about somewhere down the line. Okay. But that's neither him nor there. Okay. There's a wonderful story that's getting ready to be told, or should be a wonderful story that should be told with Jimmy and Jay. Which is? Sir, I think this is about to be like the 2023 first McCain and Abel. Bum, 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 bum. This, sir, you dropping bombs. Wait, wait, hold on. Okay. So you're telling me that the betrayal of his brother is going to catapult the career and give us something that we've never seen before from Jimmy. Wow. So, okay. So wait, wait. So we've took the last few years making Jay Uso. Are we going to now shift the paradigm and give, and give Jimmy some shine? I think so. Because here, okay. Because I had the video planned out. I may do it, I may not. Don't know. So the backdrop for Jimmy betraying Jay is there. If you read between the lines, okay, it's there. Jay Uso has pretty much always been the face of the Usos. Jimmy has always been looked at as more as a problem child. Who's been arrested more? Jimmy. Who's been hurt more? Jimmy. Jimmy. Who's quote unquote lacked on the, like who has less promo time? Jimmy. Who's always in the background? Jimmy. So even before main event Jay, Jay was really the face of the Usos. Now, when you fast forward and go to the bloodline side of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why was Jimmy in the bloodline? Because of Jay. Jimmy never wanted to be in the bloodline. Wait a minute, sir, sir, look. Wh- when Jay messed up, who got beat? Jimmy. You you have to do the video. You have to do the video. <laughs> you have to do the video. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not going to let you do it. I'm not going to let you do it. You you have to. You, the video is going to be coming soon. He's going to give you the full breakdown. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to. You're not going to shortchange me, all right? <laughs> I need the full video, all right? You get the video. When you really look and look at the facts of why Jimmy did what he did, it's there. It's the perfect story. It's not out of it's not even out of jealousy. It's just simply Jimmy got fed up being a brother to someone who was starting to be selfish. Wow. 
Jimmy has been looking out for the team, and Jay has been looking out for himself. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all the time we got today. <laughs> that's it. Hey, take us out, sir. Take us out. All right. All right. Well, if you stood here with us, what we been going with? Oh man, this is an hour. Wow. Dang. <laughs> Well, if you sit here with us the whole time, skip forward, whatever you did, we appreciate you. If you like what we heard, like what you saw, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. Um, you see the little ticker going across the bottom. There's a social media link to hit us up and follow us there. You've been watching WrestleHolics, Hill Turn Talks. I'm Stephen Ramon. This is One Year Picante. Again, hit that subscribe button so when we drop videos, you won't miss it. This is going to be a weekly thing. What are we looking to do every Friday, every Saturday? Yeah. Schedule yeah. permitting. Yeah, absolutely. All absolutely. Right. So, yeah, look forward to it every Friday or Saturday with the show dropping. If you hit the subscribe button, you'll find out. But, hey, thank you for watching. This is both of us kicking out till next time. Peace.